Good afternoon, Lafayette. Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You can be part of the conversation by going to the KPL app chat and sending in your messages, or you can call 232-1542 is the number. Be glad to have you as part of the conversation. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by our friends around the corner, Service Chevrolet. Check out all of the inventory they have. Stop by there at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey or... Check them out online, servicegm.com. You're going to find a lot of stuff that you'll be interested in. They can help you with all of your automotive needs at servicegm.com. So just a little while ago, my boss at Red State, Jennifer Van Lahr, the managing editor, uh, she broke a story. And it's going to be interesting to see who picks it up and who doesn't. Uh, But it's a very important story that you need to be aware of. She dug into the spending of the Republican National Committee from October 2022 to November 2023. And let me just say up front, you get the election results you pay for. The RNC is broke. The GOP as a whole, party infrastructure, is broke. There are some swing states that are broke. Arizona and Michigan are two of them that the GOP has squandered all of its money, been poorly managed, and they are struggling. But the National Committee is also struggling as well under the leadership of Ronna Romney-McDaniel. Ronna has uh, faced several calls to be uh, forced out of her role. There was an attempt to replace her uh, earlier uh, or last year um, or the year before, one of the two. Uh, It it all runs together. Uh, It it feels like 2022 was just a couple months ago, but it was actually 2023 that we've been living through. January itself has felt like five months somehow, though. But anyway, so... Jen Van Lahr at Red State took a look at the spending of the RNC over that year-long period from October 22 to November 23. Payroll spent $15 million. The DNC, by the way, on payroll spent $20 million. On management consulting, the RNC spent over a million dollars. The DNC spent 114000 On office supplies, the RNC spent nearly $300,000. The DNC spent 45000 On donor gifts, the RNC spent $615,751.81. The DNC spent 500000 Floral arrangements. The RNC spent over $70,000. The DNC spent just under $800. Not $800,800. Voter maintenance, voter file maintenance. The RNC spent just under $40,000. The DNC spent $235,000. Media booking consultants. The RNC spent... $116,000. The DNC spent 
zero. On limousines, the RNC spent $263,000. The DNC spent $7,000. On get-out-the-vote texting, the RNC spent $86,000. The DNC spent $1.7 million. Transfers to state parties, the RNC spent thirteen, almost $14 million. The DNC almost $24 million. As reflected above, Van Lahr notes in her story, the RNC spends significantly more than the DNC in the categories of office supplies, management consulting, floral arrangements, media booking consultants, and limousines. The DNC spends significantly more than the RNC in the categories of voter file maintenance, get-out-the-vote texting, and transfers to state parties. You get the election results you pay for. I'm on the record on this show for years saying that the GOP has a consultant problem. Democrat strategists are true believers of the cause, and they look for a way to get the right message out there, make the best use of the money, because they believe in their candidates and their message winning. Republican consultants look for the best way to spend money to make them money on commissions. Republican consultants are focused on the money. Democrat consultants are focused on the message. There is a grift problem in the Republican Party. There is a grifter problem among consultants. There is a grifter problem among pundits and activists. And there's a grifter problem amongst a lot of its politicians. The RNC spending further validates this. If you want to know why the Republican Party, despite all of the ills that the Democratic Party has been facing for several years now since Barack Obama left office, if you want to know why the Republicans have only really been able to win one election cycle, and that was 2020, I'm sorry, 2016, You can't understand why the Democrats could be as unpopular as they are, as their policies are being as unpopular as they are. And and yet, in 2018, Republicans lose power. In 2020, Republicans lose power. In 2022, Republicans fail to take advantage of a wave that was seen in polling. A wave that could have taken away power from the Democrats who have been abusing the power they have, who have been working against the interests of the American people. If you want to know exactly why the Republicans can't seem to score wins, despite the fact that Really and truly, the Democrats are unpopular and the Republicans have the opportunity to capitalize on it. This is it right here. The Republican Party is filled with people who are in it to get rich. And Ronald McDaniel needs to step down like yesterday. The uh, the GOP uh, is meeting, the, the RNC is meeting, there, there's a full-on meeting of, of uh, interest of stakeholders. Uh, I am hoping that there's going to be a push to, to get rid of her. I, I really and truly do. 
Nobody who fails to win elections as much as she has should be leading the RNC. If you oversee election cycles that see your party removed from power when they shouldn't have been, you should be gone. In um, the midterms of George H.W. Bush's term, the RNC was led, I forget who it was, but the RNC more or less said, hey, it's okay if you guys wake me up if you go. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay if you guys want to run against George H.W. Bush and the, the broken promise of taxes. And in fact, Republicans mitigated some of their losses because of that. Republicans were able to mitigate some of their losses in that midterm election because a lot of them ran criticizing George H.W. Bush. But Republicans lost the cycle, and because the RNC kind of gave the green light to do that, the head of the RNC was told to step down and did. On an election that they did better than expected, still told to step down. Ronna McDaniel loses election cycles in 2018, 2020, and 2022, and who knows what the hell is going to happen in 2024, and she's still in power. And her, the organization she leads, the National Committee that is in charge of getting Republicans elected, spent $263,172.25 on limousines and only $86,000 on get-out-the-vote testing, uh, texting. Only spent under $40,000 on voter file maintenance. Folks, if you donate to the party, you should be mad at what your dollars are going toward. You should be furious. An RNC insider told Red State that the party supports get-out-the-vote texting efforts and voter file maintenance through its transfers to state parties and also supports voter file maintenance nationwide through its vendor, Data Trust. Data Trust was paid a million dollars in this time frame, which should be taken into consideration, but the DNC also transferred $10 million more to state-affiliated parties than the RNC did. They aren't, the, the party itself, I, I don't care that the party supports get-out-the-vote texting efforts and voter file maintenance through its transfers to state parties. You have a national election coming up, and you haven't been spending money getting ready for it. The RNC should be leading on this, not just by giving money to state parties, but actually doing some leadership, taking some responsibility on this. And they're going to deflect all the blame to state parties. They've done that before. They've done that very recently. And they're going to keep blaming state parties. Ronna McDaniel needs to be gone. 
and the RNC needs a shakeup. And there need to be some true believers in Republicanism and conservatism that get swept in and actually make effective changes to the management of the party. Because conservatism has no chance in the United States if it's being run by clowns like those who are leading the RNC right now. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, your Pest of the Day here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And our Pest of the Day is going to be our friend Fawny Willis in Fulton County, Georgia, the prosecutor there. Uh, she's in a little bit more trouble now. It looks like there has been some new audio that's come up from a whistleblower that spoke to the Washington Free Beacon who alerted Fawny Willis that one of her deputies was misappropriating taxpayer money. And almost two months after the whistleblower came forward and had that conversation with Fawny Willis, Willis fired that whistleblower. And nothing has been done to that deputy to this day. But she can fire the whistleblower. Makes it seem like there's a lot more going on than just trying to prosecute Donald Trump. Somebody is getting paid in all this, as we've seen from some of the allegations so far. And that is what makes Fawny Willis our pest of the day. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Louisiana's largest independently owned pest control company. You can find them online at jjext.com. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number, or use the KPL app chat to be part of the conversation. The RNC spent, let me get this right, $116,000 on media booking consultants. Media booking consultants. I don't even really understand what that is. Consultants that are focused solely on when and where candidates and and Republicans should be booked on. Is it about where deciding, you know, consulting on where to, to, to spend money on? I don't know. I, I don't understand that the title the DNC clearly doesn't either because they didn't spend a dime on that sort of thing. Consultant. Consultant, consultant, consultant. That's what they're spending their money on. If you donate money to the party, don't. Find candidates you like and donate money to them. By the way, It's Your 5 O'Clock News crew is brought to you by our friends at Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row talking about service Chevrolet Glad to have them a sponsor of your 5 o'clock news cruise. If you want, you can get it all at Service Chevrolet. It's not just the cars, although they're, you know, uh, new used cars, new inventory coming in daily. You can see that on the lot if you go to 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette or go online to servicegm.com. But there's also a parts and service department. You can get repairs right there. There's a collision center, a body shop, fine line custom auto, the wash All of your automotive needs met right there at Service Chevrolet. Glad to have them as a sponsor. Glad to uh, be able to share all the stuff they can do with you. Uh, So go and check them out, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette or online at servicegm.com. Let's take a break. When we get back, I want to shift gears. I want to talk about TikTok. You know, there's some congressional hearings. I think Big Tech, the Senate was talking to Big Tech CEOs Uh, There's some other news about TikTok that you need to know as well that is potentially very explosive and kind of tangentially related. We'll get to that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. 
Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message to the KPEL app chat. Shout out to those of you who have already checked in. Glad to hear from you. Hang on. Wait. Hold up. Uh, See, normally we just do one pest of the day, uh, but we have a second one today. Hank, give me just one second. Oh, wait. That's not right. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. Let me see real quick. Uh, Let's go. Is this the right one? Time to call in the experts. It's the J&J Pest of the Day. A late-breaking addition to the Pest of the Day. The House passed legislation to ban U.S. entry to individuals who were involved in the October 7th Hamas terrorist attack on Israel and deport those currently in the country. The No Immigration Benefits for Hamas Terrorist Act now heads to the Senate. Who were the two that voted against it? Cory Bush, who is currently under federal investigation, and Rashida Tlaib. Yeah. And so they are bonus entries into our J&J Pest of the Day, brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Louisiana's largest independently owned pest control company, Find them online at jjext.com. Okay, that ad is over. I just had to break that news, but they, they it was so big I needed to give them the pest of the day liner. Now, let's get to the other news I want to get to. So the Senate addressed big tech companies today. C- CEOs, uh, the guy with TikTok, Mark Zuckerberg uh, from Facebook was there, all the others. We're going to keep talking about big tech forever. I, I stay focused on TikTok. Uh, TikTok has the most, uh, it, it presents the most danger, especially to U.S. kids. Um, but there is some news alongside of it, alongside the data danger stuff that I, I want to actually share with you. And this actually, uh, I find this very interesting because again, it's slightly related, but not completely related, but TikTok is, uh, it's facing pressure from not just political angles. Now, Universal Music Group has announced it will no longer license music on TikTok, a move that could result in songs by major artists like Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Drake, and BTS being removed from the platform. In an open letter released on its website, the record label said, a music licensing agreement between UMG and TikTok expires today and new terms have yet to be agreed on. The label noted various issues standing in the way of a licensing agreement, including artist and songwriter pay, protecting artists from the effects of artificial intelligence, and, this is the big one, TikTok user safety. That last one, TikTok user safety, is related to the ongoing data privacy stuff that has been... uh, discussed at length by Republicans and even some Democrats in Washington, D.C. Now, for those of you who are not aware, the amount of data collected by TikTok is extraordinary. If it's on your phone, it has collected an insane amount of data, much more data than gets collected by the other social media apps. The big problem with that is that TikTok is owned by a Chinese company. Its servers are in China. Anything that goes into the internet in China becomes data that the Chinese government has access to. 
The algorithms that push content on TikTok are also extremely problematic. One of the senators today, I think it was Ted Cruz, pointed out that in China, the algorithm pushes to Chinese kids science and math and educational informative uh, bits of media. And in the U.S., it pushes trans ideology and uh, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic content. And that's a problem. Um, it greatly impacts our kids' mental health when that's the content being pushed in front of their faces by an endlessly scrolling um, app. And there is no end to the scroll. You watch a video, you flip up, and you just drag your finger upward on the screen, and another one starts, and there is no end to that list. The algorithm keeps generating more video results for you to watch. And based on what you watch, you can very easily see that more of something that you watched all the way through gets pushed in front of you and stuff that you flipped away from immediately, you start seeing less. And the algorithm is trained on that. But the algorithm also pushes other content, tries to force you to engage with other content. And the algorithm, when, it's, when, the, when it notes that you're of a certain age, it's pushing certain, uh, it's pushing certain content to younger and younger teens, and it's actually influencing them. The algorithm is influencing our kids in negative ways. The pro-trans ideology stuff has created a mental health crisis among a lot of our kids because a lot of our kids were home during COVID-19, and all they, had, they didn't have interaction with each other. All they had was interaction with social media, and Instagram and TikTok are really it for kids uh, who, were, who were school-aged and were stuck at home. And so they're endlessly scrolling through the day because they've got nothing else to do. They can't go out anywhere else. And a lot of what got pushed to kids was a lot of the trans ideology stuff. A lot of these trans influencers who were saying, have you ever felt weird about who you are? You're actually not who you say you are. You need to embrace that. And a lot of kids became convinced that they were trans based on what they saw on social media. They didn't get, quote, gender dysphoria until they were bombarded with a lot of this material. And what do we have as a result now? We have a lot of kids who are going through the steps saying, I'm trans this, I'm trans that, this is my new name, this is the name I want you to use. It's causing conflicts between teachers and students at school. It's causing conflicts between teachers and administrators at school. It's creating a major crisis because a lot of these kids, they decide they are this, and then they shut down when nobody addresses them. They get made fun of, and it causes a mental health crisis. And you don't really know if they truly have gender dysphoria or something like that. And again, as somebody who has worked with a lot of kids who have identified as trans, I'm sympathetic toward a lot of these kids. I really am. But the rate of increase that we've seen of, of kids who are claiming it, it, it's, it's, it goes way beyond an actual diagnosis of gender dysphoria. It's a, it's, it's, it's a social virus. And it's something that needs to be addressed because a lot of these kids, they decide in middle school or early high school that they are, and then by the time they get out of high school, they, they're, they've grown out of it. 
But TikTok has pushed a lot of that. TikTok has set up its algorithm to push a lot of that. If you if your age on TikTok is shown to be a, at lower, your lower and lower age, you start seeing that more and more. And the anti-Israel, anti-Semitic stuff. There's been you know polls done that show that the younger you are, the more likely to believe that uh, Israel is uh, an occupying force, that, that Jews really do control too much power in the world. All sorts of anti-Semitic tropes, all sorts of anti-historic uh, beliefs about Israel. Uh, and the algorithms push that. The algorithms push stuff that's not true, but it is convincing these younger and younger kids that are. And as a result, they see it on their social media and they start sharing that stuff. They start sharing it on their public stories and anybody who goes to their profile can see, oh, this person's got a public story. They've posted their profile. Oh, look, it's it's some common, you're, you're, you're 10, you're 11, you're 12, you're 13, and you're, you have in-depth commentary about what's happening in Gaza right now. Do you understand? But they're getting fed this stuff, and so they legitimately there is this genocide going on in Israel. The Jews are the problem here, and it's getting pushed, pushed more and more and more. It's a problem. And Universal Music Group, taking their music off TikTok, actually does provide a massive blow to TikTok because a lot of people not able to get what they want will go to other apps where they can create those little reels, those little videos, and do it there with the music there. And it could actually hurt TikTok in the long run, which maybe TikTok needs. All right, let's take a break. When we get back, we will wrap up the show, plus your calls, your comments on the KPL app. More on the way here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number. Got a little bit of time left where you can send a comment in through the KPL app chat. When I first moved down here, uh, I had for the longest time gone to Family Dentist in Natchitoches, where I'm from. Uh, it was run by a family friend. He's a dentist. I still call him doctor to this day, even though I haven't been there in a, in a long time. Uh, when I moved down here, though, didn't have a dentist and frankly ignored even thinking about, <laughs> never even thought about one uh, until, you know, I started waking up. I had these these tooth pains uh, for a while. So I, I called up uh, Dr. Daniel Deku and Associates, the Lafayette Dentist.com, uh, got in. They got, I hadn't had x-rays in who knows how long. They did, they did a full x-ray, uh, saw everything that was going on, um, had a quick consultation, and sometimes if the problems aren't too bad, you can get, you can get your first, uh, you can get the, the, the work you need done started as soon as that day. I had some teeth grinding issues, so we were able to uh, come up with a solution for that. Uh, but also, there were some fillings that had started leaking. So, uh we scheduled further appointments, got those fillings essentially redone, and it was extremely easy. They are willing to work with you, accommodate you, really take the stress out of a doctor's visit, which is what I love the most because I hate going to doctor's offices. And that's why I recommend my dentist, Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates. Uh, you can find them online, the Lafayette Dentist, see everything they have to offer, and really just uh there there's so much they can do for you go check them out tell them i sent you uh before we go 
really want to uh, make one more point. Uh, the Messenger, which is a news service that started about a year ago, is already shutting down. The CEO blew through like $50 million and couldn't raise enough money to keep going. So they've shut everything down pretty suddenly. Like the news was reported today, the site has already been taken down. They just wiped everything off the site, which sucks. There were some good reporters there. Uh, I hope that a lot of those reporters find a new place to go. But uh, that's one of the problems we have is the, the good news outlets, they, if, they don't, if they don't have the capital, they don't last. And a lot of the bad news outlets, they, have, they, they've, they get a ton of money or they get a lot of donations from, from private entities to keep going. And, of course, those uh, private entities end up uh, really just kind of directing the coverage. I mean, again, think of like NPR, which got a lot of money from climate change activist organizations, and they, they, they funded climate reporters, and look at the, the content they put out. We need better journalism. Anyway, I'm going to be gone for the next 23 hours, be back tomorrow. You guys have a great evening. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast is going to be up in just a matter of moments. So if you want to go to Substack, uh, look up the Joe Cunningham Show on Substack.com or go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Give it a a subscribe, but give it a rating and a review as well to uh, help the show grow. That's the the whole goal. Need y'all's help to do it. Have a great evening. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.